Love and Light. This is Healthy Talk Show, recording live on November 10th, 2020, episode 61. I'm Robert. And I'm Marissa. Show notes with what we read today will be found over at healthytalkshow.com forward slash 61. It's a service that we provide. Do our thing for God. Glory to God. Praise the Son, Jesus Christ. We're starting now. The Gospel according to Matthew. Good times ahead. Actually, let's turn off this chat thing. I was thinking about this with myself today. Stream overlay. We're turn that off. Do you agree? It's up to you. <laughs> I'll turn it off for this show. We'll see if anyone chimes in in the chat. How about that? Let me do this too. Sorry about that. Always, always forgetting things. Too many screens in front of me. I'm trying to read. Very confusing. There we go. Perfect. Starting. No, that's fine. Leave it. It's fine. Don't. It's fine. It's okay. The coming of Christ. A table of the descent of Jesus Christ, son of David, son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac of Jacob, Jacob of Judah, and his brothers, Judah of Perez and Zara. Their mother was Tamar. Perez of Hezron, Hezron of Ram, Ram of Amirab. That's <laughs> <laughs> good, right? I can't roll my tongue. I tried. Uh, Amirab of Nashan, Nashan of Sama, Sama of Boaz. His mother was Rehab, Boaz of Obadid. His mother was Ruth, Obadid of Jesse, and Jesse was the father of King David. <laughs> I love the New Testament. It's so great. <laughs> Glory to God. God is good. Continuing on. David was the father of Solomon. His mother had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon of Rehoboam. Rehoboam of Abijah. Abijah of Asa. Asa of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat of Jerob. Jerob of Azura. Azura of Jotham, Jotham of Ahaz, Ahaz of Hezekiah, Hezekiah of Manasseh, Manasseh of Amon, Amon of Josiah, and Josiah was the father of Jeconin and his brothers at the time of the deportation to Babylon. After the deportation, Jeconiah was the father of <laughs> Salafiel? Uh... Mine looks like Shiltriel. So I'm going to go Shiltriel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine's different. Mine is different. Shiltriel of Zerubbabab. <laughs> mine's good. different too. No, that was the same. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it is the same. <laughs> Zerubbabab of Abida. Abida of Eklam. Eklam of Azar. Azar of Zoduk. Zoduk of Akchim. Akchim of Eliud. Eliud of Elzer. Elzar of Matan, Matan of Jacob, Jacob of Joseph, the husband of Mary, who gave birth to Jesus, called Messiah. There were thus 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David until the deportation to Babylon, and 14 from the deportation until the Messiah. That is very interesting. That's the genealogy of Jesus Christ right there. That's a lot of generations. That's awesome. 14 of them, I believe. I believe it said right there, 14. 14 generations, you know. 
God is perfect. The Bible's full of numerology. People don't really talk about too much. 28 total, though, right? Oh. Because 14 between Abraham and David. Oh, yeah, you're right. You can do better math than I can. We were always messing around with the math. That's why you're the chemist. You okay? (laughs) Yeah, I was just trying to do some math, but we don't have my... Oh no, it's on fine. screen we'll, calculator. I was just thinking like 14 or 28 generations times 20. You doing like screen a, calculator? I'm a little slow in the mental math. Yep. There's your on screen calculator. Go ahead and punch in those numbers real quick if you want to do some math. <laughs> you really learned to do math for some reason. You brought up the calculator. I said, okay, here's a calculator. So if like people reproduce every twenty years, that's roughly five hundred and sixty years. I don't know. I'm just just I'm, doing some math. I have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, I just like numbers. I like doing the math. Okay. Okay. Are you are you ready to go back to the scripture? Yes. Okay. <laughs> this is very timely because we're celebrating Christmas soon. Verse eighteen. Marissa, verse eighteen, thank you. This is the story of the birth of the Messiah. Mary, his mother, was betrothed to Joseph. Before their marriage, she found that she was with child by the Holy Spirit. Being a man of principle and at the same time wanting to save her from exposure, Joseph desired to have the marriage contract set aside quietly. He had resolved on this when an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, said the angel, Do not be afraid to take Mary home with you as your wife. It is by the Holy Spirit that she has conceived this child. She will bear a son, and you shall give him the name Jesus, Savior, for he will save his people from their sins. All this happened in order to fulfill what the Lord declared through the prophet, the virgin will conceive and bear a son, and he shall be called Emmanuel, a name which means God is with us. Rising from sleep, Joseph did as the angel had directed him. He took Mary home to be his wife, but had no intercourse with her until her son was born. And he named the child Jesus. Jesus was born at Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of Herod. After his birth, astrologers from the east arrived in Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who is born to be king of Jews? King of the Jews. We observe the rising of his star, and we have come to pay him homage. King Harold was greatly perturbed, perturbed when he heard this, and so was the whole of Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the chief priests and lawyers of the Jewish people and put before them the question, Where is it that the Messiah is to be born? At Bethlehem in Judea, they replied. And they referred to him to and they referred him to the prophecy which reads, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, you are far from 
least in the eyes of the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a leader to be the shepherd of my people Israel. Herod next called the astrologers to meet him in private and ascertained from them the time when the star had appeared. He then set them on to Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful inquiry for the child. When you have found him, report to me, so that I may go myself and pay him homage. They set out at the king's bidding, and the star which they had seen at its rising went ahead of them until it stopped above the place where the child lay. At the sight of the star they were overjoyed. Entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and bowed to the ground in homage to him. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and merith. And being warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned home another way. After they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said to him, Rise up, take the child and his mother, and escape with them to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to do away with him. So Joseph rose from sleep, and taking mother and child by night, he went away with them to Egypt, and there he stayed till Herod's death. This was to fulfill what the Lord had declared through the prophet, I called my son out of Egypt. When Herod saw how the astrologers had tricked him, he fell into passion and gave orders for the massacre of all children in Bethlehem and its neighborhood of the age of two years or less, corresponding with the time yet ascertained from the astrologers. So the words spoken through Jeremiah the prophet, prophet were fulfilled. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud laminates, and it was Rachel weeping for her children and refusing all consolation, because they were no more. The time came that Herod died, and an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said to him, Rise up, take the child and his mother, and go with them to the land of Israel, for the men who threatened the child's life are dead. So he rose, took mother and child with him, and came to the land of Israel. Hearing, however, that Archelaus had succeeded his father Herod as king of Judea, he was afraid to go there, and being warned by a dream, he withdrew to the region of Galilee. There he settled in a town called Nazareth. This was to fulfill the words spoken through the prophets, He shall be called a Nazarene. Starting at chapter 3. About that time, John the Baptist appeared as a preacher in the Judean wilderness. His theme was, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is upon you. It is of him that the prophet Isaiah spoke when he said, A voice crying aloud in the wilderness, Prepare a way for the Lord, clear a straight path for him. John's clothing was a rough coat of camel's hair, with a leather belt round his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. They flocked to him from Jerusalem, from all Judea, and the whole Jordan Valley, and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. When he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming from baptism, he said to them, You vipers broad, who warned you to escape from the coming retribution? Then prove your repentance by 
the fruit it bears, and do not presume to say to yourselves, We have Abraham for our father. I tell you that God can make children from Abraham out of these stones here. Already the axe is laid to the roots of the trees, and every tree that fails to produce good fruit is cut down and thrown on fire, on the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but the one who comes after me is mightier than I. I am not fit to take off his shoes. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His shovel is ready in hand, and he will winnow his threshing floor. The wheat he will gather into his granary, but he will burn the shaft on a fire that can never go out. Then Jesus arrived at the Jordan from Galilee and came to John to be baptized by him. John tried to dissuade him. Do you come to me? He said, I need rather to be baptized by you. Jesus replied, let it be so for the present. We do well to conform in this way with all that God requires. John then allowed him to come. After baptism, Jesus came up out of the water at once, and at that moment heaven opened. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove to all right upon him. And a voice from heaven was heard saying, This is my son, my beloved, on whom my favor rests. Carrying on chapter 4. Jesus was then led away by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. For forty days and nights he fasted, and at the end of them he was famished. The tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, Tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, Scripture says, Man cannot live on bread alone. He lives on every word that God utters. The devil then took him to the holy city and set him on the parapet of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For Scripture says, He will put his angels in charge of you, and they will support you in their arms, for fear you should strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Scripture says again, you are not to put the Lord your God to the test. Once again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their glory. All these, he said, I will give you if you will only fall down and do me homage. But Jesus said, be gone, Satan. Scripture says, You shall do homage to the Lord your God and worship him alone. Then the devil left him, and angels appeared and waited on him. When he heard that John had been arrested, Jesus withdrew to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and settled at Capernaum on the Sea of Galilee, in the district of Zebulun and Naphtali. This was to fulfill the passage in the prophet Isaiah, which tells of the land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea, the land beyond Jordan, heathen Galilee, and says, The people that lived in darkness saw a great light. Light dawned on the dwellers in the land of death's dark shadow. From that day Jesus began to proclaim the message, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is upon you. Jesus was walking by the sea Galilee, when he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the lake, 
for they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come with me, and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left their nets and followed him. He went on and saw another pair of brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, overhauling their nets. He called them, and at once they left the boat and their father and followed him. He went round the whole of Galilee, teaching in synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and curing whatever illness or infirmity there was among the people. His fame reached the whole of Syria, and sufferers from every kind of illness, racked with pain, possessed by devils, epileptic or paralyzed, were all brought to him, and he cured them. Great crowds also followed him, from Galilee to the ten towns, from Jerusalem and Judea, and from Transjordan. Matthew 5. When he saw the crowds, he went up the hill. There he took his seat. And when his disciples had gathered round him, he began to address them. And this is the teaching he gave. How blessed are those who know their need of God. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. How blessed are the sorrowful. They shall find consolation. How blessed are those of a gentle spirit. They shall have the earth for their possession. How blessed are those who hunger and thirst to see right prevail. They shall be satisfied. How blessed are those who show mercy. Mercy shall be shown to them. How blessed are those whose hearts are pure. They shall see God. How blessed are the peacemakers. God shall call them his sons. How blessed are those who have suffered persecution for the cause of right. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. How blessed you are when you suffer insults and persecution of every kind of calmly for my sake. Accept it with gladness and exultation, for you have a rich reward in heaven. In the same way they persecuted the prophets before you, you are salt to the world. And if salt becomes tasteless, how is its saltness to be restored? It is now good for nothing but to be thrown away and trodden underfoot. You are light for all the world. A town that sounds on a hill cannot be hidden. Stands on a hill cannot be hidden. When a lamp is lit, it is not put under the mill tub, but on the lampstand, where it gives light to everyone in the house. And you, like the lamp, must shed light among your fellows, so that when they see the good you do, they may give praise to your Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I did not come to abolish, but to complete. I tell you this, so long as heaven and earth endure, not a letter, not a stroke will disappear from the law until all that must happen has happened. If any man therefore sets aside even the least of the law's demands and teaches others to do the same, he will have the lowest place in the kingdom of heaven, whereas anyone who keeps the law and teaches others so 
will stand high in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless you show yourselves far better men than the Pharisees and the doctors of the law, you can never enter the kingdom of heaven. You have learned that our forefathers were told, do not commit murder. Anyone who commits murder must be brought to judgment. But what I tell you is this, anyone who nurses anger against his brother must be brought to judgment. If he abuses his brother, he must answer for it in the court. If he sneers at him, he will have to answer for it in the fires of hell. If when you are bringing your gift to the altar, you suddenly remember that your brother has a grievance against you, leave your gift where it is before the altar. First go and make your peace with your brother and only then come back and offer your gift. If someone sues you, come to terms with him promptly while you are both on your way to court. Otherwise, he may hand you over to the judge and the judge to the constable and you will be put in jail. I tell you, once you are there, you will not be let out. Till you have paid the last farthing. You have learned that they were told, do not commit adultery. But what I tell you is this. If a man looks on a woman with lustful eye, he has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye is un your undoing, tear it out, fling it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for the whole of it to be thrown into hell. And if your right hand is your undoing, cut it off, fling it away. It is, it is better for you to lose one part of your body than the whole of it to go to hell. They were told, a man who divorces his wife must give her a note of dismissal. But what I tell you is this, if a man divorces his wife for any cause other than unchastity, he involves her in adultery, and anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have learned that our forefathers were told, do not break your oath, and oath sworn to the Lord must be kept. But what I tell you is this, you are not to swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is his city of the great king, nor by your own head, because you cannot turn one hair of white or black, one hair of it white or black, plain yes or no is all you need to say. Anything beyond that comes from the devil. You have learned that they were told eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. But what I tell you is this, do not set yourself against the man who wrongs you. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn and offer him your left. If a man wants to sue you for your shirt, let him have your coat as well. If a man in authority makes you go one mile, go with him too. Give when you are asked to give and do not turn your back on a man who wants to borrow. You have learned that they were told, love your neighbor, hate your enemy. But what I tell you is this, love your enemies and pray for your persecutors. Only so can you be children of your heavenly father who makes his son rise on good and bad alike and sends the rain on the honest and the dishonest. If you, if, if you love only those who love you, what reward can you expect? Surely the tax gatherers do as much as that. And if you greet only your brothers, what is there extraordinary about that? Even the heathen do as much. There must be no limit to your goodness as your heavenly father's goodness knows no bounds. That was Matthew chapter 6. I believe we're, we're good for the night. Would you like to continue? I'm looking at time. How are we looking uh, at time? That was... Pretty, Pretty intense that tense. last page. Okay, well, we'll stop there. We'll continue later on tomorrow night. Thank you for joining us. We record this 
and we post it every day, HealthyTalkShow.com, HealthyTalkShow.com, slash support. If you want to give us money, help us fund this operation. AskHealthyTalkShow.com if you want to communicate with us. We're also on Facebook. You can find us, Healthy Talk Show. Drop the W on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're all over the place. You'll find us. Anything else? Cool. Love and light. Love and light.